not talk about family when family's all that we got. Everything I would do, you were standing there by my side. And now you're gonna be with me for the last one. Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family. We chose this one. This is episode two, Too Fast, Too Furious, lap one. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Two. And today's episode is brought to you by TGI Friday's Endless Appetizers for when yous be hungry. <laughs> Although, by the end of the movie, we ain't hungry no, no more, more, neither. Exactly. Yeah, uh, TGI Friday's has Endless Appetizers. Check your local TGI Friday's. You can get um, <laughs> mozzarella sticks, loaded potato skins, pan-seared pot stickers, meatballs, boneless wings. I like the Jack Daniels uh, sesame chicken boneless wings. Yeah pretty good Check yeah it out. thanks shout out to tgi fridays for throwing us a couple bucks for this episode so that's we appreciate it gonna do thank you, you tgi fridays i am uh still appreciating last week's sponsor corona so here's here was my plan for these Month movies on this podcast every time we watched a movie i was gonna do i was gonna drink two beers and then every time we recorded a podcast i was gonna drink two beers so basically okay. i would buy a case of 12 pack or like you know 12 pack bottles last me three months totally fine exactly i watched the first half of this movie pause it to have dinner and i was like oh shit i forgot to drink the beers so i pounded a beer at dinner pounded a beer to finish the movie the movie literally just ended came downstairs to record drinking the beer so like i am on my third beer in the last like 45 minutes not that they're strong beers Whoa. but you know yeah coronas yeah you know grab any brew you want as long as it's corona so thank you tgi fridays you can actually get corona at tgi fridays just a reminder sure can yeah so thank you all our sponsors this was the episode wait hold on it's gonna be an all-timer tonight <laughs> I needed to throw it in at the beginning of the episode. Come on. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Okay. This was the episode I was afraid. This is the movie that I was afraid to watch. This was my least favorite of the eight when we did our rankings. I still don't think it's good. I think it's decidedly worse than the first one, but it was a lot more fun than I remembered. And there were way less boats than I remember. Let me try to sell you on it. I think I think I want to I want to do our um new segment. I want to do our segment that we we're going to postpone until the next lap. Until I want to do it. Here, so okay. So two things. First of all, okay. one. First of all, you don't have to sell me on this movie because I like this movie. I okay, don't think good. it's good, but I enjoy it. Okay. I don't think it's well directed. We can get into that. We'll get into that. We will. Yeah. The other thing, the more important thing, the more pressing thing about the segments. We have two segments on here. I don't know if you realize this, but you have named them "Hitting the Streets" and "Hitting the Pavement," and I can't remember which is which. I think "Hitting the Streets" is what we postponed. No, on, hitting on the pavement. The, on the streets and hitting on the, the pavement. Streets. On yeah, the streets. Yeah, they're not named the same thing. Yes. On the streets. Yeah. So which one is about Fast and Furious news? That's hitting the pavement. No, hitting the pavement is going to be our monthly update of what what our, okay. what we've been doing. And so are you saying yeah. that you want to bring that in here? Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready this time. I forgot about it last time, and I was like kind of thrown off guard. That's why I wanted to postpone it. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So do you want what what have you been doing? What have I been doing since we last recorded? I know something I know something that you did. What did I do since we last recorded? You had a birthday, my friend. Oh I sure did. I sure did. Yes. Thanks to Mother Nature's dickishness, you were not able to attend the party, sorry. which was fun. No, it's not your fault. That's so that's that putting on blast put on blast Mother Nature right now because okay. what was really annoying was my birthday is in December. Yes. Terrible month to have a birthday. Rachel's it's birthday bad. is in December, two days after mine. It's yes. it's real hit or miss year to year. It was snowing a little bit. Not a lot, but it snowed a little no, bit on it, my birthday. No, it was barely snowing. And only on your birthday. Like, it had snowed. What was it? Yep. No, it had snowed, like, once this year so far. It was, like, eight or ten days earlier it snowed a couple inches. But then and it's it been gone. Clear all gone. week. Yep. Yeah. It snowed a little bit. The roads, for real, were fine. Were fine. That totally did fine. not stop 
every highway from becoming a parking lot for no reason. And we don't live too far away from each other. Nope. My drive was, like, going to be the equivalent of about five hours. How long... It, so if, if we had a, uh, a Mitsubishi... If, like, if we had a spider, like, from this movie... Spider? I want, car, I right? want the Lancer Evo. Yeah. It's a Eclipse spider, yes. Okay. So if we had an Eclipse spider or the Lancer Evo with Nas, how long do you think it would take for you to drive from your house to my house? No cops. Well, or you could just run away from the cops. Uh, I'd say about an hour. All right. That's not bad. In reality, it's about... For, for Earth cars, it's, like, two hours. 215. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, it's really like, there's like a little bit of getting on the, the turnpike, or like the, you know, the highway. Yep. The highway speed is like 65, 55, so Google Maps says about like 2 hours and 15, but if we were doing, you know, 140 in a, yep. in a you know, Lancer Evo, we could probably get there in about an hour. Yeah. So Most of it's highway driving, so uh, we should try that. We should try to get one of these cars. Yeah, let's, well, we'll just call the cops, we'll yep. call the cops, and we'll get some impounded tuners. <laughs> And they'll just give them to us for no reason, and then we can just drive those. We will call all of our crooked cops on the force and say, hey, we need a window. We need a one-hour window where we're not going to be touched. And they're going to exactly. say, all right, you got it. And then you're going to get down here, and we're going <laughs> to yeah. be good. So that's is that your, is that what happened to you? I think that's a good story. Do you want to do yeah, more than one? Yeah, that was, that was the big thing that happened in the last month. Uh, I had a birthday. So I am 30 now. I am older than I was. I mean, we're all older than we were last episode, but I am officially... <laughs> older than I was last episode. What about you? What happened in the last month? Well, I missed your birthday, but then Rachel had a birthday, so I took her out to a nice seafood dinner and never called her again. <laughs> Psych. And then um, I went home to go grab my sister. She's spending, we're recording this before Christmas, and she is spending Christmas, like, week here with me, so she's around here. We will actually watch the movie together. Arguably our biggest fan who has never and will never listen to an episode. Okay, so as we were driving back, we were listening to... Oh, right, 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 right. We were driving back from Pittsburgh, and we were listening to Boyfriend Material, and I was like, oh, this is the best part. Now we're at the games, and she goes, you guys play games, and I go, wow, you definitely have never listened to a Zack Attack ever, because we develop games like episode three well no no i don't think so because i listened because i went back okay. and i listened so that we have a, we have a podcast zach attack the zach Efron podcast which yes. right now is in hibernation because we watched all of his movies yes we are waiting for greatest showman or disaster artist to hit blu-ray anyway yes i went back and listened to the lucky one episode because jess was saying how much she loved that episode okay i went back and listened that was like episode six and i don't think there were games i think it was just like a solid like 50 minutes of conversation there's a chance Maria listened to the first handful, but I doubt it. Yeah, no, she didn't. I, she definitely didn't. Did you get all the way to the end of the episode where I had the little uh, little spoiler tag at the end? Yes, the yes, the American Honey clip. Yep. Yes, yep. it was great. It was a nice touch. So yes, cool. that's pretty much what happened to me in the past month. Yeah, that's nothing else super exciting. Cool. Um, so that was hitting the pavement with Joey and Joe. Now, are we gonna do on the streets in the beginning, or are we gonna do on the streets at the end? Uh, you can decide. What did we do last... I think we should do... Yeah. We did it at the end last time, but it do felt... You feel so, it? Do you like so it? So for the other two podcasts that we have right now... Yeah. This is a real crossover family. It's a family situation, because, like, you know, we all have family... We know. We chose this is a family, really good know? family tie-in here. I totally forgot. I, as I had said on the last episode, I'm going to re-watch the movies in the background on silent as we record. Yep. And you know who I just saw on this one? Well, I mean, you do know. Eva Mendez, who is... Yeah. Miss Ryan Gosling. So I was looking it up. I I kept saying on the first episode of Boyfriend Material, our Ryan Gosling podcast, available at cageclub.me and wherever you find podcasts. Right. Yeah. I kept saying she was. They were married. I don't know if they're married. They have kids together. Okay. 
So, okay. uh, but I don't know if they're married, but she is in this movie. She also is notably in Bad Lieutenant Port of Call New Orleans, a very prominent, very good Cage movie. So I was going to bring up later when we talk about her that she is a prominent fixture here on the Cage Club Podcast Network. She is, yeah. She's she's definitely involved. She's linked linked up. So for both Boyfriend Material and our Channing Tatum podcast, Magic Mikes, we did Tatum Tots and Goose on the Loose at the top of the show, at the beginning. Yeah. I feel like we could... So here's the thing. I don't know if we want to do Hitting the Pavement and On the Streets back-to-back, because it feels similar. They're very different, but it feels similar. No, I agree. That's what, Once we did this one, I was like, we, we should maybe we should hold it till the end again. All right, we will drop to the end. I got some newses lined up, so. Yeah, so do I. It's, it's going to be pretty good. Pretty good stuff. So, before we start talking about the movie, we don't need to go through the ranking system because we don't have a new guest. Nope. Did ranks last week, but Did history. ranks last time. Month, month, last month. Last month. You keep saying So, week. you're already excited for a weekly, a weekly I version know. of this, aren't you? I'm so excited. Okay. So for the history of this, like last month's, like the next two months, it's going to be the same story for me. I saw this after I bought the Blu-rays from Best Buy. After I saw Fast Five, I watched one through five. I watched five, then I watched one through five over the span of like a week. So I saw this at home in 2012, 2013-ish. So when did you first see this? Was this one that you saw in theaters? I specifically remember it. Yep. Yes. I cool. did see this in theaters. Me and my friends Emilio and Alex went to the theater like one, I think it was like a Saturday afternoon. We had to have our parents drop us off there because none of us could drive, right? Because this is pre-driving time still for yep. me, Yep. like yep. age-wise. So this is 2003, so you were what, like 15? Yeah, we were close. We were close to driving age, but like I don't think well, any of us... Well, you were probably already driving, just not legally. Most definitely was already driving. A statute of limitations is up. Right? So, <laughs> yeah, my parents have a rental car place. I was driving a lot by the age of, like, 14. Moving cars, starting out, then, like, driving sure. on the road to, like, go fill a car with gas and then dropping a customer off. Essentially, I, like, was driving on the street pretty much full-time by the time I yep. was, like, 15. Makes sense. Yep. Yeah. It started out by utility and then, you know, became, like... Like, I wasn't allowed to, like, just go and, like, take a car and, like, go to the movies... Sure, but at no the same time, rides. like, yeah, like, there was no driving without a purpose, essentially, was, like, my rule. The, the rules But you saw this in theaters, and you've seen this movie so many times since then. I've seen this movie a bunch, yes. And, um, ironically, when Rachel and I were going away for Thanksgiving, we went to Boston for Thanksgiving. And when we were away for Thanksgiving, we had watched it. We, I was, like, I was telling her about recording the previous Too Fast, Too Oh, yeah, because it was on TV. I was telling her about recording the previous Too Fast, Too Forever. So Thanksgiving night, we come back, and we had had dinner and we were drinking yep. and I was like let's watch the next one together because she had said she doesn't remember it or hasn't seen it something I think she's seen it but she like didn't remember it gotcha okay so we started watching it and she was like oh yeah I remember it she fell asleep we like turn it off the next night we had gone to Maine to continue our like little road trip we turn on the TV I walk in the hotel room turn on the TV the movie's on yep. like totally not selected by me anything it was just what like haunting me for? yeah it was just like it was great yeah in the past month since we recorded the last one this is not my third time seeing this movie and you have it on now for fourth times too so yeah exactly yeah but this is on silent i i enjoy this one so this doesn't it doesn't bother me watching it a lot so how many times have you seen you've only seen this movie twice now yeah, it's my second time yep okay so yeah so i'm at four times this month <laughs> So that just shows you a scale of, like, how many times I've seen yeah, this one. no, absolutely. And this is not my most watched Fast and the Furious either. Not even close. Not even close. So, yeah, yeah. 
that's where we're at here. I liked it a lot more than I did the first time, like I was saying. Oh, you did? For okay, some good. reason, I had in my brain that it was mostly boats. There's just the one little boat scene in the middle. Yeah, there's... And there's boats at the end, and that's it. And he lives there's on a boat. a boat at the end. Yeah. I mean, they're in Miami, so I guess there was some boats, but yeah, boats aren't as prominent as you imagine, because we have, like, the shipyard, yep. and then, like, he's living on a boat, Yep. Brian, and then, yeah, yeah, then you're right, the boat scene at the end, and that's about it. I was keeping track, though, of the number of different vehicles we have in this, as we were sort of talking about last week. We okay. have opening, we have obviously cars, we also have some motorcycles early on. Yes, very There's early, two. they were wheeling, they were, like, just wheeling, yep. yeah. Impounded boats. Yes, a lot of small boats. Yep, yeah. number three. Well, they're not impounded boats. Spoiler alert, they're not impounded. He owns the boat He yard. just owns that place. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, basically, speed boats is three. We have jet skis a little bit, which is four. And then at the very end of the movie, we have the yacht, the small yacht. Yeah, his yacht. That they drive a car onto. Eva Mendez and the last vehicle. Did you miss one? What's, that? What's the other one? You didn't catch it? I was, I was wondering not. if you were going to bring it up or not. We have helicopters one? in this one. Oh, right, 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 right. Yes, there's lots of helicopters. I wasn't thinking, because they're not in them. But although they don't drive the yacht, they don't drive the speedboat, they don't drive the jet skis. So, So, yeah, yeah, six. Yeah. So I actually looked up about the helicopters, because when Mike and I, Mike Manzi, who will be on this eventually, who was on Zack Attack, who's my co-host. Resident historian. Resident Resident historian, historian Mike Manzi. When we were doing Cage Club, I found the feature on IMDb that lets you see what movies or TV shows or whatever two different people who are on IMDb have done together. So I was just looking for people. Oh, that's really cool. I didn't know this is a feature. Yep. It's really cool. And that's how we found out about Marco Kiris, who we interviewed for Cage Club. That's oh, how cool. we found out that he was in like 12 movies with him or whatever. We've had nice. him use a stunt double. That's a great episode of Cage Club. Thank you. We found out this guy, Al Cerullo, is a helicopter pilot who's been in like 500 movies. He has almost 500 credits or maybe more. Wow. But he's never been in, he was in six, six Cage movies, but he's never done a Fast and Furious movie. So I was wondering if he was one of the helicopter pilots in this, but he is not, unfortunately. Oh, that sucks. But I did, I, I, I looked up the helicopters. I just didn't think to make a note. So six different vehicle types in I Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah. Pretty solid. So this is, getting into the movie, this yep. is what I like about this movie. Okay. Is that you start out this, you know, we watched the first one. We talked about it. It's like cars and racing and like a drama. Yep. This is the beginning of where it starts to get a little wacky. Although I would argue it's not really wacky. They jump a fucking car onto a boat. Well, yeah, there's that. There's one scene. But other than that, it's pretty straightforward. They shoot guys out of the side of their cars. Okay, that's also... Okay, Okay, maybe I'm wrong. They're breaking it in gently, right, comparatively to the later ones. Sure. But here is where they're starting to get a little fast and loose, right? Fast and furious, would you say? Fast and furious, exactly. I was was hoping you'd catch that, but yeah. This is the last movie until 8. So the next five we're going to do were all directed by Justin Lin, and he really raises the bar to the next level. This was directed by a guy, John Singleton, who directed Boys in the Hood. He also directed Shaft. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. That's really cool. Abduction with Taylor Lautner, which is terrible. Here's my big problem with the movie. I don't think the races, at least early on, are shot well. Okay, yeah, I can see that. In a movie where they're, they're sort of fetishizing the cars, like, we have not really truly gone over the top yet. We're still firmly, pretty firmly. In car world. In yeah. car world. Yes. I don't think that they really highlight the cars the way that they should. It almost feels more like a video game, which I get that they're maybe kind of going for, but, like, it doesn't show off the cars the way they did in the first movie. There's still a ton of car stuff in this movie, but I feel like they don't, like, really fetishize it the way that they could have or should have, considering we're not at the tipping point where, like, shit's about to get crazy. Exactly. 
Yeah, I can agree with this. You start to see, like we were saying, that cars are becoming less a less prominent feature in the film. Like, there's still a lot of cars in there. There's a lot this time. But the only, like, real, like, car-type thing you get is, like, when he is questioning... I'm, I'm actually at this part in the movie. Um, when he's, like, questioning the... Uh, they're like, you're gonna have to do this. This is your gonna be your partner. Oh, the Gallo. The Gallo 12 or the Gallo 24? Yeah, and he's like, I didn't yeah, know yeah, pizza yeah. shops make engines. And, like, that oh, was, like, a and, really... Oh, like, that is such a cool moment. I love... It. Like, it's dumb, but I also love it. No, it's a great moment. Yeah, I think it's really funny. Like, Tej has a garage, but they're not, like, in the garage in the same sense as, like, designing the car like Jesse does in the first one. Right. You're in this, like, kind of weird, hyper place. Like, this is now becoming a movie. The budget is obviously huge for this one, like, just visually, right? Like, comparatively to the first one, this is, like, a much bigger budget. I want to find out. I actually didn't look that up. Let me see here. Too Fast, Too Furious has a budget of $76 million. And the first one was, like, 20 No, it was more than that. Was it? The first one had a budget of 38. So the, the budget doubled for this, okay? That makes sense. First movie had $38 million budget. Worldwide made 207. This one doubles to 76. Worldwide makes 236. So it makes so more money. So it didn't money. do very well, comparatively. Right. It basically, they put another $38 million into the budget, and they basically made another $38 million. So not exactly what they're looking for. And I feel like that's where... I mean, it's still a success. I mean, they still tripled their money. You know what I mean? Like, it's still a huge movie. Yeah, they, they didn't lose any money on this. Right, yeah. especially considering Vin Diesel's not in this movie. That's what I was going to say. I think that this is the only Fast and the Furious movie that doesn't have Vin Diesel, right? It is. And so I was I started to look up on IMDb trivia, and then I remembered, we're not doing trivia lap one because we need to save that for times when we ran out of things to say. Yeah. The only thing that I saw that I remember is that they had two scripts for this movie, one with Vin and one without Vin. And so I guess oh, they went with the one without Vin. I didn't Vin. know this. Neither did I. I wonder what he was doing at the time. I don't know. So this is 2003? So you might have been doing a pitch black, like, like Riddick a Riddick or something? Movie? Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. That's exactly what I was thinking. Let's see here. So Vin Diesel. 2001, he does Fast and Furious. Then he does Knock Around Guys. He does the first Triple X. 2003, he does A Man Apart and also a Riddick video game. And then in 2004, The Chronicles of Riddick comes out. So he's probably shooting that shooting. around the same guess. time. Yep. Yeah, I would guess that's what ha- was happening. Yeah. And I don't want to get ahead of ourselves because we're going to talk about it next month, but he's not really in the next movie either. He's just in one scene at the very, very end where he was on set probably for a day or even just like an afternoon. But it counts. He's in it. Oh, it definitely counts. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that was something that, you know, the the last movie ends with him escaping, and there's this thing, like, you know, he might ride off into the sunset. Mexico. It looks a little Mexico-y. And I guess, you know, if you don't know what's happening, like, you know, he rode off, and now we're... I mean, Brian was the star of the last movie. It was his movie. And so we're just going to follow him, and I guess it's going to be him in a different... Like, you, you might think it's him in a different place every time, because now we went from Southern California to Miami... Instead of having yes. you know, Letty and Dom and Mia, yeah, we get a change of scenery. Which I this was a this was the first one that well, I mean, obviously because it's the second one, but this is where they tried to pivot step, right? Like they tried to take yep. a new direction. They got some big names. You got Tyrese. It's our introduction to Tyrese. It's our introduction to Ludacris. Tej not in this movie that much though. For for an introduction to Luda, he's not in it a ton, and he doesn't have a huge part. No, he doesn't. I think this was his, like, first acting credits altogether, though, right? Well, I feel like he hasn't done a ton other than the Fast and Furious movies. I'm sure he's been in other stuff, but I feel like it's mo- like as an actor, he's mostly just in these. Yeah, this is, like, his bread and butter, right? Maybe he was... Can we check on... I- I'm going to check on IMDb. And arguably, I mean, I know he has other really popular songs, but arguably his most popular song of all time is 
basically the theme song to this movie, Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah, that's just, I mean, like, in the white kid community, I mean... I mean, like, I know he's got, like, Southern hospitality and stuff like that. Like, he, you know, I know he's very influential in terms of the Atlanta rap scene and stuff like that. The whole Southern rap scene. I just think in terms of crossover, and this is sort of dabbling in the now-and-again territory, another podcast on our network, but I feel like in terms of crossover popularity, I think this is definitely one of his most popular songs, if only because this is a movie that probably a lot of white kids who were into cars went to see. Yep, exactly. You know what else he was in? What I else? just IMDb'd it. He's in Crash. I totally really? forgot about that. Yeah, huh. he's in Crash. I haven't huh. seen that movie right. in forever, but yeah, that's what he was in. Like I pointed out last time, this is another movie that the diversity... He was in Daria, too? The MTV show Daria? Oh, I think it's just like a, a music credit. Yeah, go to actor. Ooh. But like I pointed out last time, the diversity here is great. Like, for the most part, aside from, like, you know, some of the cops, like... Paul Walker's the only white guy. I mean, he's partnered with Tyrese. Uh, yeah. We got Slapjack, who is Hispanic. We've got Suki. We got Devin Aoki, who's Asian. We've got Luda. Yeah, we got a ton of like ethnic diversity in this one, which was really, really cool because like the first one was essentially just like white people, right? And yeah. you had the Hispanics who were like, well, no, 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 no. The first one wasn't just white people. I mean, like it the kind crew, of, like the crew. It kind of was, but like, I, like the point I was making last time was that it's really sort of like an immigrant kind of movie because you have it Hispanics. Was. You have Asian, like you have the Asian gangsters. Yes, Dom I agree. is white, but it's more like he's really he's Italian. He's not just American. Yes. Like here we have Brian as white bread, but here, like you know, across the board, everybody is aside from like the villain. Aside from what's his name, and he's Spanish because he speaks Spanish. Carter Verone. Well, he's in Miami. I feel like a lot of people in Miami spent. I mean, he feels pretty white to me. But, like, Ava Mendez is the love interest, the semi-love interest. Yes. Pretty solid diversity in this movie. Uh, Again, backing up my thing of, like, this is a pretty across-the-board, appealing-to-all-peoples franchise, which I think is why it's able to become a billion-dollar movie franchise. Yeah, I think that that plays into it a ton in these movies, like, how much people adapt to them. As much as we are, like, we've talked before and listening to some of our other podcasts, accessibility is one of the biggest issues I have with movies. If I can't relate or be placed in the world then I feel kind of left out. I feel like an outsider to it. You're a white guy, so I mean, you're a straight white guy, so I mean, most movies are basically about you. Yeah, they're like, made for me. But <laughs> but I'm saying, because I have this feeling, I'm yeah. sure that other people share it. Oh no, absolutely. And in this movie, you can find anyone, you know what I mean? So sure. it makes it more accessible to everyone. We so. also, I think, which is important, we probably have our first gay character. Like, Suki is probably a lesbian, right? I have this in my notes. I wanted to talk to you about this. So you, you agree. You think that Suki's a lesbian. Someone in the credits is credited as Suki's girl. I don't remember seeing her in this movie. Suki has the girls at the beginning, at the very early, okay. early, early, Just early Just like her crew or whatever, yeah. Yes. I mean, aside from the Ava Mendez love story, like the, the love triangle sort of, the cop, criminal, love triangle there, yeah. the only other real like love story in this is Luda trying desperately to hit on Devin To Oak. bang Suki, yeah. He says damn Suki when you gonna pop my clutch and she says as soon as you get the right set of tools yes which to me means as soon as you get a vagina like as soon as you're a woman like we can get at this as many times as I watched this movie watching it this specific time this yep. was the first time I ever picked up on it well because I feel like so she's really interesting I think as a character I want to talk to you about her as a person too because it's Devin Aoki yes and we haven't talked about her yet she is a woman in a world dominated by men in a culture dominated by men who yeah. holds her own, has the balls, the, the you know, the or the ovaries, whatever you want to say. <laughs> in that opening chase when they raise the bridge, Paul Walker obviously makes it because he's the star of the movie. Yes. Sucre from Prison Break, Amori in Alaska, bails. We've got Slapjack, who 
makes it, but like sort of crashes. He's dumb. Yes. He's, he's the Brian of the first movie. He uses nods at all the wrong times. He is. I the was Brian so of the first proud movie. of our Brian in this movie for learning how to use nods. Like, yes, actually using. And the we, I want to talk about the nods too because we're still in a nods movie. But go ahead, continue. But then we have Devin Aoki who essentially comes and like she's the only other person in that race of four who finishes the race like we have a tradition here of strong female drivers like we have letty we have mia was good as a driver in the first movie mm-hmm. we've got suki here she is sexualized like she's in a bikini a lot she's like obviously luda's always hitting on her but like she stands up for herself she doesn't like take shit from anybody and like no. i think we're gonna get to a point where like everybody is fetishized i feel like i feel like we're still not at the point where like the men are really showing off their bodies. Like, like Tyrese, aside from one scene where he punches out the window, like, is in a shirt the whole time. Like, they're going to yes. learn to get the women in the crowd, have Tyrese take his shirt off, and, like, people are going to go nuts. You know what I mean? Like... Exactly. We're not there yet, but I feel like... They're not hyper-sexualized yet. And, 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 right. and I don't think that they're ever, like, sexualized in a weird way, but it's not, like, fantastically beautiful shirtless right. all the time yet. Not Zac Efron shirtless. No, definitely not. Because Brian's wearing clothes the whole time. <laughs> yes. They're, they could probably give Suki more to do, but I think that for the character, like, the sort of the, the second or third tier character that she is, I think she's a pretty solidly strong character, which is pretty cool to see. Yeah, and they bring her back a lot. She's, like, part of the boys' club. Like, you see her playing yep. cards eventually yep. and stuff like that. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. I, I'm, I'm glad that we're continuing our theme of strong female characters. And even Mendez is a strong female character in this, too, because she's, like, a customs agent and stuff like that. Yeah. They've always been pretty fair, I think. So let's talk about Devin Aoki, because I, yes. I had to Google in the movie. I'm like, why do I know who she is when she's been in nine movies? Exactly. She's been in this and Sin City, but she's, like, a model. Do you know who she is, though? Who is she? She is Steve Aoki, the DJ's sister. Oh. Yes, and two... Who was famous first, her or him? He had owned a record company or, like, record label, Dim Mac. He's owned Dim Mac for a long time, but he's owned it for a long time and had it when he was very young because you know why. Why? Because her parents own Benihana. Oh! Yes, her dad is the founder of Benihana Hibachi restaurants. So they are the heir and heiresses to the Benihana Empire. The more you know. Yes. That's why I think she's super interesting. Whenever I pieced all of these things together at some point in my life, I was super mind blown, and she's a really cool person to me because of all of this stuff. Yeah, she was like a model first. He owned the record label. She was like the first, like, one you would have known, like, really big public figure because of this and because of Sin City. Those are the two movies I know her from. And then now Steve Aoki's, you know, huge, tours all over the place. He's a very common name. He was in a bunch of, wasn't he in a bunch of movies? Two now as like a I mean, DJ maybe, like in the probably. movies. I doubt it, but there there was I don't know if he's still active. There was a baseball player Norichika or Nori Aoki who was on the Brewers for a while, and I feel like Aoki's probably a common-ish last name. Yeah, I don't. Also, like the two the two famous ones are related, so maybe he's also related somehow. I don't know, but yeah, I, I uh, don't know anything about that one. I just do know that Steve and Devin are brother and sister, and cool. that Steve. As much as they own hibachi restaurants, like, Steve only eats, like, organic and vegan, which is hilarious to me, because their restaurants aren't organic or vegan. That's how he rebelled against his dad, just like, I'm not gonna eat your food, dad. I guess. But it's it's also, like, a very funny story that, like, they're famous because their dad obviously had a lot of money to influence sure, yeah, this. Yeah, like, yeah. there was no, like, struggle for them to become famous, you know? Like, if, you, if your dad owns a fucking restaurant empire, then it's not, like, hard for you to start getting acting parts and modeling jobs and making your own music, you know? Sure. So... 
okay, so you also wanted to talk about the Nas in this movie because she because the Nas is really only yes. in two scenes from what I remember. There is the first scene where we get reintroduced Jump the to bridge. Brian. Yeah. Where there's the street race at the very start of the movie, and then they call on Brian to get a fourth. They all use Nas yes. there, and then when they are racing for the American muscle cars, they're in their you know Mitsubishi's. They have to pick up another pair of cars to pull off the heist later. Yes, they use Nas, and that's it. I don't think there's Nas anywhere else, but yeah, you're missing the biggest one. But oh, what's what's the biggest one? They use the Nas tanks to shoot them out of the side of the car. Oh, right, 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 right. But they don't like, they don't use Nas as Nas. They use Nas as a. But boost. it's still the same. Oh yeah, yeah. So you do get a lot of Nas in this movie. We get turbo warp speed in the beginning. Similar blurring effect to the first movie. I think it's a little bit more subtle. Not subtle. Subtle is the wrong word, but like it's not as pronounced, I don't think, as in the first movie. Yes, you're absolutely right. It's definitely not as pronounced as in the first movie, but we still get this effect. Yep. Remember, because we're trying to we were trying to figure out when we lose it and when we lose Nas. So like in keeping track, we still have the effect. But both have scaled down a little bit since the first movie. They've been toned down. And the other thing we get is the um when you push the Nas buttons, you get the shot of the Nas traveling through the engine. Yeah. Do you know these? Because I don't know when those end either. Like, when you get the shots of, like, they push the Nas button, and then you watch it follow from the tank through the engine and combust and come out, you know, and then you're, like, back yep. in the car. That's a really cool feature, and I, I remember as a kid, when I was first watching these, I thought that those were really, really interesting, cool scenes, and I know that we don't have them now, so I, I want to know where these kind of fall off. My guess, again, is Tokyo Drift, because it's not about speed, it's about precision, but we will see. I mean... No, I remember there's some in Tokyo Drift. I think there's some in Tokyo Drift. We'll find out. We'll, I'm not sure, and we'll we'll definitely figure it out, and we'll remember to talk about it, for sure. Yeah. Little notes, because we were talking about that first race. I thought it was funny that they're like, yeah, 35 large to get in, and 35 large to me means $35,000 each. They were talking about it, like, they were like, raising a nickel or whatever, and I was like, oh, you're going to raise it by five grand? And they're like, no, we're going to raise for 3500 I was like, that's such a weirdly specific amount of money yeah. and also not that much i mean like i guess it's also kind of a lot but like just like a regular race but like yeah I, I i was expecting the stakes to be higher but they're using terminology that is like more money you know what i mean like if you say raise it a yes. nickel you, you mean five thousand not right five hundred and if you're like 35 large that's not 3500 if you like went to go buy a car and somebody was like 35 large you'd be like okay thirty five thousand, not thirty five hundred dollars like so there are three people who have a writing credit for this movie i'm trying to figure out three different people yeah I want to try to figure out where they came from. While you're figuring that out, also, when we do, like, the bridge jump scene, how the fuck are you okay with someone putting a car-ruining jump at the end of the race and not telling anyone about it? Like, how are they like, oh, Tej, you know? <laughs> like, silly Tej again. Like, they all got fucked up. Like, the one dude almost dies. Yeah. Suki's car is just destroyed. Yep. And the other guy didn't finish the race, and they're just like, oh yeah, like, that was really cool. He's like, I should be charging you people for this. I'll be like, fucking, how much car damage did you do to Suki? <laughs> like, it's more, and then and then we're only racing for $3,500, so it's like, yeah. well, like, you know, she has six grand worth of damage now, like, what the fuck was she gonna do? Yeah, so like, even if she won, she would've blown half her winnings just on getting back to where she was, so like, yeah, she would've made three grand, like, not doesn't seem worth it. Okay, no. so on this movie, there are three writers. Gary Scott Thompson is credited he wrote the first movie, so he has a character's credit, and he also has a story credit. And then there's what these two other guys, Michael Brandt and Derek Haas, who actually wrote the screenplay and also did the story. Michael Brandt created... Oh, he created the Chicago block of 
TV, like Chicago Justice, Chicago Med, Chicago PD, oh, Chicago cool. Fire. Cool. He also wrote uh, Invincible, which I think is that the Marky Mark movie, the the Mark Wahlberg so. Philadelphia Eagles. It's the Marky, Mar- yeah, Marky Mark football movie. Yep. That's no, this is a different Invincible. Okay. He also wrote Three Ten to Yuma, the remake. He did Wanted, which is that Angelina Jolie. James McAvoy movie? Yes. Yeah. He also did The Double, which is a Richard Gere, Topher Grace movie. And then Derek Haas, oh, is just his writing partner. He did all the same thing with Michael Brandt. So I can see, like, they, it doesn't feel like they did anything, at least definitely before this or really after this, that would have constituted gambling or big money betting. So I guess there's just nobody around to be like, hey, guys, uh, nickel no means dollars Not, you know, yeah, exactly, no degenerates. Yeah. In this movie, we have Tyrese, and we get a lot of fight scenes. Was there more fight scenes in this one than the last one? I think there had to be. So I didn't make a note of how many there were. What I made I, I a took note count. of was, like, was how grounded they were. Like, they're not crazy, like, MMA fights. They're just, like, they're Fist really, fights, like, two like guys fighting in a parking lot. Yeah. So I think from my count, I have four fights with Tyrese. Tyrese fights Brian. In the parking lot, right? After the, after the demolition derby. Yeah. Then he fights the thugs, the, you know, the drug dealers' thugs. Is that the scene where he sprays their car with gasoline and lights in the fire, or is that a different scene? It's when they're in the boat, and Eva Mendez was in the boat. He, like, kind of fights them. Okay. Uh, like, they punch each other once. Then he, like, fights them again when they're, like, be- about to jump the boat. And I think there's a fourth one somewhere. I, like, I was trying to keep... He tries to fight James Remar, the FBI guy. That's right, yes. When they go to the, what we think is the impound lot, but it's just, you know, owned by that guy. Here's my problem with the movie. Here's my my, my real complaint with the movie, is that, like, James Remar is this cop or FBI agent or whatever who is orchestrating putting Roman and Brian undercover, right? He's like, okay, we need to take yes. this guy. And again, this is another wackiness. You find an old criminal. You say, yep. okay, you can be a cop again. Maybe... This is like a little bit of a stretch. Like this is never. Well, he's not really a cop happen. again. He's just like a. He's basically like a CI who's in the field, sort of. Yes. Kind of okay. But then he's like, "Well, let me pick my partner. It's this other criminal." And they're yep. like, "Yep, here you go. Here's some cars. You guys can be a police force now." And the agreement is that if they do everything the way they're supposed to do it, and if they arrest this guy, both their criminal records are going to be wiped. They're going to be able to be free men. They'll be expunged. Yeah. So James Remar, who plays Dexter's dad on the TV show Dexter, he yes. is this guy who is orchestrating this whole takedown of this basically crime lord like we don't really see a lot of what he does we just know that he's this prolific crime lord no we i think we get that he's like a drug dealer though right because it's it's miami the big heist of the movie or what they're trying like why he hires brian and roman is because he's got these duffel bags full of cash that he's basically you know laundering or whatever getting out of america whatever he needs to give them back to the cartels yeah yes so he's very well i mean he's got this beautiful house you know he's got ava mendes undercover cops as his beautiful girlfriend so yeah he's he's just prolific so james remar is like we're gonna take this guy down yet somehow like this it's not a very complicated plot it's like you guys are gonna go undercover with him and then you're gonna take him down like that's that's the plot yeah the plot is like they need they're looking for street racers you guys are going to be these street racers. Eva Mendez is already in there. All yep. you need to do is get in there and, like, catch him with giving you the money, and then you're good. Yet somehow, when we find out that Carter Verone is testing them and sending them to the impound lot, or what we think is the impound lot, I'm just going to keep calling it that, yeah. James Remar and his buddies show up, like, ready to bust the people. Morons. Why? Like, why, why wasn't he told... 
Like, I don't understand that. And so, like, in that scene... But we know why, right? Why? Because they knew that they were gonna... They were going to his house. Right. To, like, meet up, and they didn't know that there was gonna be a test. But, like... And, wait, wait, hold on, let me finish. They didn't know there was gonna be a test... Yep. The cars were GPS tracked, and they started right. driving really fast away from his house. So they thought they were escaping. They're coming to make sure that they're not, like, stealing the cars and trying to get away, because they were watching them. That's why the cops show up, and that's why they knew where they were. But still, it's like, it, it just, it's this leap of logic that, like, I know that in this franchise, like, you know, you sort of have to kind of throw logic out the window, but, like, yeah. it's really dumb cop work. Like, I understand that, like, they're saying, like, you know, they think that they're running away, but, like, they see them slowing down, they go to this place, they, they stop at this place, and they're able to meet up with them. So it's not like they were running away, like they would be running away to this impact. Like it doesn't, like nothing about that really, I mean, it sort of kind of makes sense in the world of the movie, but not really. No, I think it makes sense. I'm not hung up on this one. Because and so in that scene, Roman shoots at him. Which, fuck, that doesn't make any fucking sense. I'm more hung up about that. How do you just also shoot dumb. at cops? How do you, like, you're working with them and you start firing at the police? Yeah, also like, a cop that you've met before. Like, they met before. Yeah, this is sort of the suspension of, like... Here's where I'm going to draw a line. It's not... It's suspension of disbelief, sort of, but it's also just shitty writing. Like, the later movies, yeah. there's a suspension of disbelief, but it's, like, it sort of makes sense within the world that there's these crazy over-the-top things that, like... Yeah, like, you know, they need to get to an island, so they're going to jump planes out of a... You know, like, a, an aircraft carrier. Like, that's... Yeah, cars out of a plane, yeah. Like, it, it kind of sort of makes sense. It's not like, oh, no, that's, like, a leap in lot... Like, a leap in, like plotting what they just didn't cover. I think that's the difference. I can agree. Yeah, this is just shitty writing. So that was the fourth fight where they, they basically meet up right after that, and then they almost get into a fight. Brian pulls a gun out of his pants. He's like, look, yo, if Roman wanted to shoot you, like, you wouldn't be... Like, it's just, like, basically respect us. And they're like, all right, all right, we, we trust you. And, like, that's sort of all they needed. Whatever. I don't know. It was, it's weird. Yeah, for, for shooting at a cop and all this shit, they're, like, super calm. They get over it really quick. Yep. Which I didn't think really happens. What I did like, and this is sort of changing gears for a second. Oh, changing gears could be the name of the subject. I don't know Ooh. what I don't know what the segment would be, but just changing gears. I like changing gears. Changing gears for a second. We have Tej, who owns a garage. Yes. Which, Dom didn't own the garage, but there was a garage he did own the, the garage. first movie. Dom owned the garage. No, Dom owned the Toretto's market. And the garage. And the garage, yeah. It was his No, I thought, it, I thought his friend owned it. Because the, no, friend, cause, cause the guy garage. who owns the garage knew that Brian was a cop and hired him. That guy owned the parts store. That's the parts store. Oh. Dom owns that's his what I'm garage. Because okay. yeah. he says, you, if you can't find a tool here, you don't belong in a garage. It was so his garage. So we have garage. two members of the family who both own garages, so that's kind of cool. What yeah. I also want to point out was that the original family of all these yes. people is Brian and Roman. I forgot their backstory that they came from Barstow together. You know, they were they were boys growing up. Yeah. Roman got busted. Brian was a cop, although not involved in the bust. Roman yes. took it bad, got mad at him, but at the end of the movie, as is sort of the, the, the resolution of every one of these movies, everybody's sort of on good terms again. They actually are pretty much on good terms, like, after they, like, have, like, a little bit of a scuffle yep. in the parking lot of the Demolition Derby. Yeah. What I liked about the early part of this movie yes. is when we first see Brian, he shows up to that race and he pulls up in his car. He's also, he's driving skyline. clearly an import because he's on the right side. It's a skyline, just like he had a skyline in the first one. He has a skyline in this one. That's his car. Like that's the signature Brian O'Connor. But was he driving on the right side of this car last time or was it on the left side of the car? That I don't remember. This well, one we'll is find definitely... out in seven months. It has to be, because there was no American Skylines back then. It has to be on the other side, I think. What I like about that when he pulls up is that Suki says, Ah, oh, shit, it's Brian. And I was like, oh, so just like Dom had this reputation yes. in the first movie, 
Brian now has this reputation as like this street race king in Miami. He pulls up and she's like, oh shit, like we don't have a chance because this guy is here now, which I thought was pretty cool. Yes, exactly. I I agree. And I noticed that too. And I'm glad that you brought it up. Last movie, we were watching it, right? And it would kind of like, you know, like push cops off the road and stuff. And that would be like a little bad, right? Like they, like they, they had no, they had no feelings for like, you know, essentially killing cops. Right. In this one, a lot of people die just, like, totally unnoticed. So that's what's crazy, yes. So I think most notably to me is when Carter Verone is testing them. There's, like, the eight drivers. Yes, and he's like, this is exactly what I, I was left this about. thing in my glove compartment. Whoever brings it back, you guys are going to be the racers for what we need. Yes. Obviously, because of the stars of the movie, Brian and Roman are dominating the race. You know, they're going the fastest. They're able to weave between these tractor trailers. They're even dicking around a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, Brian literally pulls a 180 on the highway to flip off Roman. The, the most, quote-unquote, trouble he gets in is that he almost misses the exit. But, you know, he quicks, he hooks another quick 180, pulls off, is fine. Yeah. There's two guys, I think, like in Mustangs or some kind of, like, sports car. One's a Mustang and the other one's, fuck, I forget what it is. But go Like a Ferrari, maybe, or something? No. It's not a Charger. Let me see. Well, the Mustang's the one that gets fucked up. No, oh yeah, that's a, that's a new Mustang. There's a dude yeah. in an old Mustang and a dude in a new Mustang. And the guy in the new Mustang, he tries to cut between the tractor trailers like Brian does. Or like Letty did in the first movie. Yeah. He just basically, like, pinballs back and forth between the tires a bunch, and then gets stuck under a tractor trailer, and then the tractor trailer runs over him. And I was like, yeah. oh, that dude is... Dead, like dead, dead. Very dead, yes. That wreck, like heap of a wreck on the middle of the highway basically totals his partner or whatever who crashes into him, and that guy probably dies too. And we're just like totally okay with their deaths this early in the movie. It's bananas. Yeah. Bananas. Were there any other deaths that you remember? Because those are the ones that stood out to me. I thought about it when I first saw the guy crash after the bridge. Because we don't really see him afterwards, do we? No, but I don't think he dies. Like, I think he just sort of, like, lands and then sort of kind of crashes into that Pepsi sign, some sweet product placement, and then I think he's just like, oh, shit, my car's totaled. Yes. I don't think that he dies, but there was, was like, a couple other, like, really horrific crashes like this. Oh, because they, like, run the car into the cops, like, when Roman puts the brick. Yeah. Yep. the rock on it, and it just, like, drives straight into them, and it's like, okay, well, I guess we're doing this now. So we're beginning to get to the part of Fast and the Furious where it's, like, totally almost killing cops with cars is very acceptable to the audience. I think that's one of the big differences between the first and the second movie, is that the first movie, everybody we saw on screen, we kind of knew. Like, we knew their name or, like, a little bit about them. Here, yes. there's just guys who, like, Brian and Roman and Ava Mendez show up to Carter Verone's house, there's just six other guys there. And we don't get introduced to them, but they're just like, they're, they're quote-unquote, the competition, right? And yeah. so they're essentially, you know, goons in any kind of action movie that, like, you know, they're the ones who are going to die if they need to die, or they're the ones who need to, like, you know, get in crashes or whatever, just because we don't know them and, like, we need to ramp up the action somehow. That's how it works, man. It's, it's fucking weird. I looked up, Ava, speaking of Ava Mendez again, Ava Mendez comes back in five. I don't remember her in five, but she comes back in five. I don't remember her being in five at all. There's a lot of people in this movie who don't return. Obviously, yes. 
Tej and Roman come back, but like Devin Aoki's gone, Carter Verone gone, and Carter Verone in prison. I wonder if they'll bring him back for a movie hmm. because they talk about you know Brian's like you you know that when he gets out he's gonna murder you right, and then Roman's like oh he's never gonna get out, and then like Carter says something, and Roman's like oh he's never getting out right, like he's, he's he becomes worried. So like it's not like he's this great villain, but if they want to build up this world where like everybody who has a grudge against one of these people comes after them, like they could throw him in there. Yeah, they, I think I think he's actually a pretty good villain too. So like him coming back would be good. I'm at that scene and I looked it up. The old cars are a Dodge Challenger, which is a okay. little nod to Dom, right? Because that's his car. Yep. Also like the vanishing point in all sorts of car movies. Yep. Yeah, but I mean like. It, it, for our the world, first movie, yes. mm-hmm. our universe, Dom, and he comes back and Dom drives more Challengers later, you know? Yep. It's a Challenger, and the other one was a Camaro. And that's, cool. I thought it was a Mustang, but it was a Camaro. Oh, Ava Mendez's name is Monica Fuentes. Yeah, Monica Fuentes. I like it. It's kind of a sexy name, too. Roman did three years in jail which I forgot about. That was his punishment for... What was he doing? What did he get in trouble for? He got busted in, like, a garage, and he had stolen eight cars, and all eight cars in the garage were with him, and they were all hot. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Let's not yep. hide all your stolen cars in your garage, so... I had forgotten that he. that's why he got in trouble. One of my favorite parts of this movie is the stare and drive. That's a really cool part for me, like, when he does the stare and drive, when he has Eva, oh, Eva Mendez with him. I wrote that down, yeah. And so you see, you know, Brian do it, and it's like this like tense sexual moment of like him like seducing yep. a girl with his driving. Tyrese just comes along and he's like, did he do a stare and drive? Let's just descri- describe it for a second. The stare and drive is where he and Ava Mendez are not looking at the street. Well, she gets nervous that he's that he's looking at her too much. While no, he's I don't. Well, I don't think she's nervous because she's she does. She's she very says clearly it. not. Ner- well, she says it, but I don't think she's nervous because if she was nervous, this scene would have played out very differently than it did. <laughs> He looks at her and she's like, you know, keep your eyes on the road or whatever. Yeah. And then they just lock eyes for 10 or 15 seconds. And then he slams on the brakes right at the red light. Doesn't hit anything. And stops like pretty much dead on like where you're supposed to stop yep. to. And that's when Roman pulls up next to them and says, They do a stare and drive on you, huh? I taught him that. It's just really funny. He like totally ruins their like sexually tense moment with just like being Tyrese, which I I think his character is great for this, and it's awesome. And I can't tell if it's Tyrese being Tyrese, like funny and kind of witty, or if that is actually really good writing. You know what I mean? It's hard to find a character that's like kind of bumbly but not. You know? Yeah. I really like him for that. Just a reminder: if you have a high metabolism, you should uh, <laughs> go to TGI Fridays. For unlimited appetizers. Thank you, TGI Fridays, for sponsoring this episode. If you're hungry, they say the words "American Muscle" a lot. Yeah, this is our first like divergence. I mean, besides Dom's car in the first one, we don't really have old cars, right? So like, they're starting to bring in the old cars. These are like the first old cars we see. I think they're trying to like spread the audience around, so it's not just like as much tuners. It works well. I think it's pretty yeah. cool. But yes, yeah, so that's why we hear "American Muscle" so much in this movie. Yeah, I, I looked it up by the way. The car in the movie is a Challenger, and Dom has a Charger. Okay. That's yeah, that's the difference. So a Challenger is the main car in Vanishing Point. Okay. Also the main car in Death Proof. Okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. I'm reading a book right now, which is about, basically about like exploitation movies and like sort of like drive-in movies from the 70s. Last night I, I read a, the, ch- the chapter I read about from that book was about Vanishing Point. So it's, it's fresh in my brain. But I wrote down, weirdly enough, the way that Carter Verone describes what they need to do sort of feels like a Vanishing Point situation. Situation, at least to me, and then it wasn't at all. He's like basically. I don't know what Vanishing Point is. So Vanishing Point is a movie where there's this guy, 
Kowalski, who basically drives cars from one place to another and then just gets paid for it or whatever. Like it's like you know, so it's like gone in sixty seconds, but yeah, yeah. basically. But yeah, just like long long distances or whatever. And so the way that Carter Verone describes the job to Brian and Roman in this movie, it sounds something like you're going to get this one thing in this one place and drive to this other place and they're going to get paid. And so it's just, I mean, it's a pretty basic concept. Yes. But it feels like in a movie with cars, you know, especially when there's like the, the driving, the pursuit, the getaway, whatever, I was like, oh, vanishing point. And so for them there to be a, char- a challenger in this movie, not Dom's charger, but a challenger, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. I like the interrelatedness. So changing gears for a second, but also still kind of keeping it about American muscle in a sense. Yes. Did you recognize... So in the race where they're doing their Mitsubishis against the American muscle cars, where they win those other cars. Yes, yes, I just saw that scene. Did you recognize the Italian guy? Is it a a character from The Sopranos? It is. He's in Bobby Baccalari's crew. Yes, yes, I did. Now that you say that, you pointed it out, it makes sense, but seeing him with the fucking Affliction t-shirt and stuff took me for a loop, (laughs) because, like, I'm used to seeing him in a suit. If he would have been in a suit like one of the bad guys, I would have recognized it immediately. Like, you know, the leather armband and stuff. Yeah kind of threw me off. I wrote down, who is this Ray Liotta guy? And then I looked up, and he's done stunts in, like, 200-something movies. His name is Ray Liotta? No, 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 no. It's uh, John Chenatiempo. You were just referring to him as Ray Liotta. Okay. But, yeah, just like an Italian yeah, guy who kind of looks like Ray Liotta. You know what I mean? Okay. But he did stunts in, like, 200-something movies. Oh, he did? He is predominantly, I think, like a driver. Like, I think it's actually him driving. Like, I think he's, like, this wow. accomplished stunt driver. And he was in Sopranos later. He was in seven episodes of Sopranos. Was it was this before or after Sopranos? This, this had to be the same, after Sopranos. This was in the midst of it, because Sopranos started in 99, and this was yeah. in three. Okay, yeah, so this was, like, cool. That's pretty Same cool. time. Yep, yep, yep. Did you recognize the guy who's the detective that they put the mouse on? You might not, because I don't think you've seen this show yet. It's, I remember him from one show. What show? He is from Sons of Anarchy. Oh, no, I haven't seen that yet. No, no, no. He's like one of the main characters in Sons of Anarchy, This uh, the detective that they put the mouse on top of. and Yeah, he looks familiar because he looks like he's... I've probably seen he's him He's been in other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But actually, talking about that, I've just gone through my notes right now. In that same scene, the way that they get him there, he sort of he he plays this semi crooked detective. He's like he's on Verone's payroll, but eventually, kind of sort of has a change of heart, right? Like at the end, there's like limitations. He's putting limitations on them. Yeah, but to get him there, they have that hot blonde woman, like basically talk him up and bring him to the back room. And I was like, oh, this is kind of sort of similar to what Gal Gadot does in Fast Five where she gets the handprint on her bikini bottom. You know what I yes. mean? Like It is, yeah. I mean, it's it's true in life, but, you know, in this movie now, or in, the, in this franchise, like, look how these women, these beautiful women, can get men to do whatever they want, whether Very it's just to follow life. them to this back room so they can get a rat put on their chest, or to yeah. get a handprint so they can get into somewhere or whatever. So it's clearly not setting up Fast Five, because so much stuff is going to happen between now and then. Yes, obviously. But it's this its this shared mentality of like, yeah, we're kind of sort of going to sexualize women, but at the same time, they are clearly superior to men because men just like are not able to control themselves and they're just like putty in these women's hands. Yes. Yeah, definitely. So I was thinking yes. that the main song in this movie was going to be Ludacris' Too Fast, Too Furious. But 
Spoiler alert, really, it's kind of Joe Budden's Pump It Up. Dude, it's in the movie like three separate times, right? Yeah, and it's the first song in the credits. It's like, wow, all right. They really were selling Pump It Up in this, which is really funny because um, Joe Budden is like a very interesting person to me. He just actually had a child, a sec- okay. his second child, with um, Sin Santana, who was on Love & Hip Hop New York. She's like an Instagram slash video vixen, Instagram cool. model video vixen, who was dating another woman for a period of time who was also another Instagram model video vixen. They, like, got together, and he decided to try out. But he hates that he's only known for Pump It Up. You know what I mean? He has, like, this, uh, what was the band, like, not Flock of Seagulls, but, like, uh, Devo, the Whip It syndrome, you know what I mean? Like, everybody's always like, oh, Joe Budden, Pump It Up, and he's like, god damn it, like, he's made, like, a ton (laughs) of music other than that, and, like, everybody only knows him for this, so... But at the same time, he's also very rich because of that, you know what I mean, so... Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, He he seems like he has money, but he's not stupid rich, so... Well, I mean, maybe he was stupid about his money. Who knows? Who knows? Speaking of rappers involved in movies, I just saw Pitch Perfect 3 last night. Major character in that movie is DJ Khaled, as DJ Khaled. One, why did you see Pitch Perfect 3? Because I like the first one a lot. I like the music. I like Anna Kendrick. I know she's not your speed, but I like Anna Kendrick. Yes, yeah, Anna Kendrick's okay. She doesn't bother me too much. In reality, the reason I saw it last night, I was was always going to see it, but the reason I saw it last night is because I was getting dinner with a friend, and then I was going to go see Zac Efron in The Greatest Showman, which is starting at 7.30, but I got to the theater at 7. Pitch Perfect was starting at 7, so I was just like, instead of waiting half an hour, I'm just gonna see this movie that's starting right now. Yeah, we can, well, you can see, we're definitely gonna watch The Greatest Showman a couple times, so. Yep, I'm probably gonna see that this weekend, and then I'll watch it again in March or April, whenever it's on Blu-ray, so. Exactly. For sure. So that's that. Oh, so, okay, so at the end, they have the duffel bags, they... So yeah, just like plot summary to get there, they're officially like the driver's they're yes. like, okay, we're going to call you. They call them. They go. They break the wall out of the, the like, this trap house. Yep. They take all the money. They put it in the duffel bag. So, like, we're going to drive you. And they know, because of Eva Mendez, that they're going to this airfield to, like, put the money on the planes to send it back to Mexico or whatever, right? Yep. Except they changed plans midstream. That That's how Carter Verone finds out that Ava Mendes betrayed him. But anyway. But Brian knew too, and Brian kind of outs it, which is really funny. I'm surprised, like, the like other thug, I, I guess they beat him up or something, but, like, I'm surprised the thug doesn't say, like, Brian was co- talking about an airstrip too, because he was like, aren't we going to the airstrip? And he's like... But that's the thing. It's like, Carter Verone only told one person where they were going. He told Ava Mendes. And yes. so if anybody else knew she betrayed him. You know what I mean? So, like, that's, oh, like, it doesn't matter who else was talking about it. The fact that, like, anybody else knew, the fact that Brian was talking about it meant that, like, he couldn't trust her. And he's like, you know, I was with you for 11 months. Basically, you know, I'm gonna kill you soon. Yeah, that's weird that he doesn't shoot her then, but, I mean, it's the movie. We it's need the to movie. keep her She's gotta come back in Fast Five. Yeah, exactly. But what I thought was really, really cool, what I also forgot about, was that when they, to sort of escape, because they, they leave this high-speed pursuit from cops, and, you know, the cops are crashing into each other, they're sort of like, but there's still a lot of cops after them. They go to this garage, and then out of the garage come, like, eight, not monster trucks, but basically, like, the biggest pickup trucks you can imagine that are sort of, like, on the verge of monster trucks that basically kind of flatten the cop cars. And then they send out what's probably 75 or 100 imports, sort of. Yeah, tuners, yep. They flood the streets with these cars. Nobody knows where the money is, and that's how they're able to get. And I was like, that's super cool. Like, I love that. Yeah, it, and it's kind of like a nod to, like, one of the most recent ones where they have, like, all the cars jump out the building, right? Yeah. Like, it's, like, the same type of feel. So, uh, yeah, I agree. It was really, really cool. But in the same sense, you're trying to deliver money for a drug dealer, and you involve 80 civilians in your game plan. 
Like, wouldn't the drug dealer be like, not congrats, you got the money here, but like, why the fuck did you tell everybody that you needed to do this? You know, it's like weird. Movie logic, who knows, yeah. One thing about Carter Verone, I feel like, maybe just in the looks, maybe in the way he acts, the sort of the villainous way, whatever. Okay. It felt to me like he was kind of a low-rent Tom Hiddleston, Loki from the Avengers. I would love, in a new movie, that we see, you know, Jason Statham shows up eventually, and he's just like, you killed my brother, whatever. I would love for Tom Hiddleston to be like, you put my brother in jail, like, I'm coming to get you. Who's this person? He plays Loki in the Avengers, Thor's brother. Okay. The bad guy. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, he's also star of High Rise. He's in uh, The Night Manager. He's in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I just don't know his name. He kind of looks like Carter Verone a little bit. Okay. I, I don't know anybody's names. Carter Verone has the money. He's getting away. They drive the car onto the boat, stop him. Ava Mendez comes out and puts a shotgun to his face, whatever. Yeah. End of movie. Jumping onto the boat is hilarious to me. Yeah. Just like as a science person who's... yeah taken a lot of physics classes and stuff like that the window of opportunity like that's a difficult stunt to do if everything was lined up perfectly so for brian to just be able to like gauge the car's speed and trajectory and angle and do it is really amazing to me but it's a fun it's a fun stunt to watch it's super fun but it's just like oh god like what the fuck like love it it's it's a great ending to the movie i remember when we were in theaters and we were watching this we were like oh shit and like (laughs) It was awesome. So, you know, they get the money. Carter Verone's not dead. He's just bloody. You know, he's being attended to. He's going to go off to prison for a while, whatever. They dump the three bags of money. James Remar's like, you held up your side of the bargain. We're going to yes. hold, hold up ours. You guys are free to go. You're expunged. And that's when Roman is like, oh, so now this guy is true to his word. I'm going to give him the rest of the money. I'm going to give him the other three bags. Yes. That's so, sort of a solid, good thing to do. But then as they're walking away... It was pretty smart. Yeah. I liked it. As they're walking away, uh, they're like, you know, Brian says, we got to open a garage, man. He's like, yo, garage with what money? He's like, pockets are empty. And and Brian's like, pockets ain't empty, cuz. And like, he, he like just pulls, he like shows, like, he flashes some cash. And that's when Roman yeah. says, and we ain't hungry anymore, neither. And then like pulls up his shirt. Again, a little yes. sort of shirtless, but he's got all the, the little packs of money around. So, that, I mean, they probably have like, what, like 200 maybe like it's not a ton of money but no like, i didn't even think it was like two it looks like maybe like 40 or fifty thousand. like it's not like a ton yeah it looked like 40 or fifty thousand to me because i think like a stack might be ten thousand stack of hundreds he had like four brian had a couple so maybe like a hundred thousand at the most right so i am yeah, I'm, I'm considering each of those things is probably like 10 right and so yep so they probably probably both have like 50k so maybe they have 100k yeah yeah but yeah so that's that's sort of i I like that they're like they're they're honorable upstanding guys but also they're going to you know look out for themselves and take a little bit of a nest egg to get a head start in the next phase of their careers you get the a little hint that brian's still not fully a cop you know like he's right he lives on the edge. So yep. the one thing that we were missing from this movie that we did not get, we didn't, we had no family dinners. I think that's probably just a Dom thing. You know what I mean? But like nobody's really yeah. eating this movie at all. No. Well, well, Roman is. He's like eating that sandwich and stuff like that. Roman is always eating. Yes. He's always hungry. Yeah. Throughout hungry. the series. But yeah, you're right. We didn't get like a barbecue or a dinner. I, I would have been really cool if Tej would have had a barbecue, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So that's that. Do you have any other notes about Too Fast, Too Furious before we get on to our other segments to wrap this up? No, I'm ready to move on to the other segments. Cool. I like this movie. I hope that you enjoyed it. It's not one of the greatest, but it's definitely a really fun one for me. I like seeing this early stuff. I wish Dom was in it, but I enjoy it. It's it's a really, really fun movie, so I'm glad that we got to watch it, and I'm glad that we get to watch it forever. Absolutely. And I liked it a lot more than I was fearing that I might not, so... Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how your re-rankings go now. It's still last, 
but once we see again 4 and 8, because I like 3 a lot, I like 5, 6, 7, so I think 2, 4, and 8 are probably the weakest, so I, as soon as when, I, when we rewatch 4 and 8, I'm going to see where they fall and see if I like this exactly. more, but I think, but we'll see. That's what I'm saying, yeah. So the, the next segment we have is On the Streets, which is our on news the roundup. I think for this episode, we should kind of like, uh, I didn't, we didn't talk about this, but I think for the movies, we should kind of like focus on the people that are in the movies. You know what I mean? So what I, I found three things, two about the movies themselves and one just about cars. Okay. So cool. if you have news about the people in it, we can go like that. I have news about the people in it. Big news for Ludacris. Okay. Ludacris has said for New Year's, his resolution is to have a son. He and his wife are trying to have a son. Yeah, he has three daughters. He's trying to to have one more kid and really hopes it's a son. That's what is going on in his life right now. I have some more news about him, but do you want to cut something else in in between? We feel like we can sure. kind of trade off. This came out, this news came out uh, shortly after we recorded our first episode, but Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, was teasing the Fast and Furious spinoff, and he said, we've got a lot of surprises. So he didn't really go into too much detail, but, you know, getting the audience hyped for Hobbs and Shaw, cool. for other things coming down the road, whatever. We, we never think that they were going to be boring, but he's just like, we got a lot of exciting stuff coming up, so just, you know, stay tuned. That's really cool, yeah. I'd like to kind of piggyback off that. The news about Fast 9 is so poignant that Best News Network picked it up, and they were talking about The Rock responding to, like, the Tyrese thing. Okay. Kind of what you were saying about it, and he's saying, like, he just wants to, like, bring in a positive character and, like, elevate the franchise, so even Fox News is talking about The Rock and Fast Whoa. 9. Yeah, Best News Network is talking about it, and that was, like, this month, too, so. One thing that came out today that's not uh, today as we're recording this, uh, which is about a week ago as you're listening to this, if you're listening to this the day it came out. My sister tagged me in a thing on Facebook that my sister apparently really wants a glitter Jeep. Like, she loves her Jeep, but she wants a glittery Jeep. Yeah, is I saw some, this. Go ahead. There's some page, VT, I don't know what VT is, it's Jungle VT. Kay. Somebody had a Mercedes-Benz, and they basically glittered it. It wouldn't otherwise be really... You know, noteworthy on here, but it happened literally today as we're recording this. This came up that basically it's just like this really sparkly Benz. And since when we get to the mailbag, we'll see if we have mail. But since we want people to email us pictures of cars, I thought that it was appropriate that like my sister tagged me the thing about cars the day that we we're going to talk about cars. And she so. wants a glitter Jeep. Yeah. So there you that go. makes sense. In other news, Jamie Foxx turned 50. Ice Cube, Luda, and Snoop were all at his birthday party. All right. Along with Too Short. Katie Holmes was there too. So it was like a big shindig. So that's like, you know, Luda's trying to have a son and also party with Jamie Foxx, who's now 50. Happy birthday, Jamie Foxx. Happy birthday, Jamie Foxx. My last bit of news is that this is something we've talked about, not on air, I don't think, but off air, but coming next year... There's Fast and Furious Live, that car show, that traveling car show. Oh, yeah, we need to go see that, definitely, huh? So they announced today, no, they announced on Tuesday, sorry. They announced on Tuesday which cars will be involved in the car show. Ooh. Well, tell me, tell me. So we got a Toyota Supra, of course. We've got a okay. Dodge Charger RT, which is Dom's car. Yeah. We've got a flip car, which is What's a flip uh, from car? Fast and Furious 6. It's, I'll, I'll send you the picture. Hang on. Flip car. I'm going to Google it. Hold on. I'm just going to send you a link to this news story. Oh, I see it. It's like a kind of a Batmobile type thing. Yeah, basically. There's a Mitsubishi Eclipse, of course. There's a Lamborghini Murcielago, which is Roman's car from Fast 8. Yeah, that's right. When he gets to pick anything he wants or whatever. Yeah. Yep. There's the Ice Charger, which is Dom's car from the ice scene in Fast and Furious 8. 
or Fate of the oh, Furious. Oh, that's right. Yes, 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 yes. And there's like there's cars that are like LED lit. There's cars that look kind of like Suki's car from this movie. Uh, there's gonna be a Tokyo Drift sequence. So feels like no matter what movie you love in the franchise, if you love the cars of those movies, Fast and Furious Live is going to be pretty cool for you. I think so. I think it'll be cool. I want to go see it with you. I hopefully we can uh, do like a little bonus episode about it. I'm sure it'll be in New York City, right? Yeah, there'll probably be one in New York or like Boston, any of Jersey. Like, there'll be one near us somewhere, and we'll definitely make an effort to go see it and report back to you and people that don't listen to this about how we think about it, what do we what we think about it. Yep. I got two more quick ones. On the streets. In the streets. On the streets. Just a little update on Tyrese. He admits that he's wrong for, like, you know, all of the, like, weird stuff we talked about on the last okay. episode. He had this, like, weird story. I don't know. I think we talked about it, that Will and Jada Pinkett Smith, like, offered him money, but they claimed that they didn't offer him any money. Huh. Do you remember this? No. He said, like, oh, like, shout out Will Smith and Jada. Like, they're going to help me pay for this, like, lawyer stuff for my daughter. And they, like, asked Will Smith and Jada about it, and they're like, we didn't say that at all. So Tyrese is claiming that his psych meds... kind of sad. It's it's really sad. It's really sad. But he's claiming that his psych meds made him, like, lie, and he's admitting that, like, all of this stuff is weird, and he's going to clear the air. His wife is not pregnant. He doesn't owe anyone money, even, I don't think. So he's just like... Okay. Yeah, he's just saying that, like, he was all whacked out on fucking medication. Well, if he needs money, he should just go to his friend Dr. Dre. And after following that video where he crip-walked after he said <laughs> Dr. Dre, first black billionaire or whatever, so, you know. Yeah. That was just, like, a little update on Tyrese's situation. Your other, your other last news for... Last, last, last one. It's, it's rumored that Ava... We were just talking about this. Ava Mendez and Ryan Gosling are secret married. It's rumored that uh, they, like tied the knot earlier this year and didn't tell anyone. So a little Ava Mendez goss crossover Ooh. news. Goss goose. Goose on the loose, goss on the laws. Yep. On the in the streets. On the streets. In the, str- in, We're the not streets. in the streets. We're not in the street. We're on a street. Okay. Whatever one you want. I feel like this is almost certainly going to be something that Rachel texts me about, like, oh my god, why is he keeping it's a Pittsburgh in the streets thing. on the streets? Yeah, it's a Pittsburgh thing, for sure, I think. Mailbag. We have an email address, family at cageclub.me. You can email us, let us know what you think of the podcast, the different episodes. Yes. You can also send us Please. car pics. We're playing a game where if yeah. you email us a picture of a car... Joey has to describe it. Similar to the game from Jimmy Pardo's Playing Games, where charades by proxy, where someone does charades and they describe it. Yep. I'm going to describe a car, and Joe is going to try to guess what that car is. Yes. So, good news. We have mail. We do. Yep. From who? First email from... We have many? There's we multiples? Have, we have a few. First okay. email from your wife, from Rachel. Thank okay. you, Rachel. I think I told her to send this, but I don't remember what it was about. Email subject line. This is from Thanksgiving weekend. Okay. Uh, subject line, hopefully this is your first car pick. Okay. So she says, I'm excited to see where this game goes. She put a picture of a car in there. She also said what it is. Okay. We'll skip that for now. I'll come back to that. Uh, She says, anyway, Joe and I were talking, and I think you guys should get an equalizer to balance out him laughing really loudly and then talking really quietly. Then she said, there's all kinds of family. I'm stuck with you guys. LOL. Which (laughs) That's pretty funny. That's good. Okay. So are you ready? So this is going to be our first. I feel like... She, it's what? not a super easy car, but I feel like it's a pretty easy car. I think she set off the set the ball rolling in a way that she set us up for success. Is what I'm going to say. Okay. Okay. Cool. Thank you. So this car is a sleek sports car, very low profile, aerodynamic, like a, like a Corvette. No. Uh. Well, 
it's I, I feel like it's so again the point of this game is I know nothing about cars so what, okay like, you saying like a vet maybe I don't know probably not it's cool. keep going it's got a rounded top body shell it's a two door coupe I guess does it have a hatch is it actually a sports car? is it like a supercar or is it just a sports car no it, it's it's like a regular car let me actually see what the the sticker price is hang on <laughs> okay. This, this game is actually going to prove to be more difficult than I think. MSRP is a little over 100k starting point, so it's not it's not a crazy supercar, but it's, an, it's a really nice car. Okay, keep going. You got to keep describing it. Two doors, uh, sporty car. I'm trying to think. Doors and sportiness don't mean any. Like that's not going to help me decide what the car is. Yeah, I know. I'm just trying to like because I know what the car is. I'm trying not to say like what it is. German car? No. Well, Not I don't know. I don't know, actually. I don't know what country this is from. Hang on. <laughs> so it's probably a BMW. No. Audi? No. Fuck. Okay, so you, you don't know if it's German or not. It is German. It is German. Okay. It has sort of what kind of looks like a piano keyboard on the back, like as a rear grill, kind of, like above where the... A piano keyboard on the... What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Keep going. It's got a dual exhaust right below the license plate. That means plate. nothing either. Okay. Right uh, below the license plate. Yeah. Okay. Dual okay. exhaust centered on the back of the car. Yeah, that's helpful. Okay. Um. The So the piano key thing is sort of like a vent or like an exhaust, maybe? Although it's over like where the, 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 the trunk would be, so I don't know what it actually is. It's over... So, like, the engine's in the back, and that's the engine. I don't think so. I think the engine's in the front. I don't know. I think it's just style. I don't think there's any... I think it's uh, function, not or form, not function. But there's, like, a grate on the top of the trunk that you can, like, see through? I don't know if you can see through it. It's sort of a weird angle. It's like a three-quarter profile car. Here's a hint. It's uh, a car that you love. It's a car that I love? Yeah. Is it a Porsche? It is a Porsche. Is it just, like, a regular 911? Yeah, it's, it's like a hundred grand, so it's probably like a nine eleven. It's a nine eleven Carrera four S. Nice. That is a that's a really awesome car. That's actually th- that's just funny that now that she said that this is like my. She calls it Joe's old man car. That's absolutely what it is. That's my old white man dream. I put the picture in these. Discord. You can see the, the piano. The, it's yeah. not a terrible description. I mean, it's not a good description, but it's not a terrible description. Whatever it is, that's really really awesome. So cool. there you go. So thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Rachel. Yeah, that's um, it's a mid-rear engine car. The engine is in the back. It's not oh. in the front. That is the like air vent for the engine. Yes. So I'm I'm better than I thought I was. Yes. It. I would want one a little bit older than this, but this is a pretty cool. Car. This is a 2017. Yeah, definitely not spending that much on it. And they have all-wheel drive, so you'd have like a like a kind of cool sports car, all-wheel drive. I want like an old one. This is like my dream. This is. I always tell Rachel that this is what I'm gonna buy like eventually. I just want to cruise like an old. You know what I mean? Like a sure. nice Porsche. Yep. Like it doesn't need to be brand new. Like, I want, like, you know, like, a little bit older one, something that I can just, like, cruise around and have fun with, but nothing super crazy. I think that, like, the ones I'm looking at, they're, like, you can get, like, an early 2000s one now for, like, 20 grand or something, right? So it's not, like, like, that's expensive, but it's not that bad. Cool. That's my thoughts on it. Yep. Next email we have from Melissa Lynham, friend of the show. Email subject line, sponsors. Yes. Reminder, unlimited appetizers, TGI Fridays. TGI Fridays, thank you for uh, sponsoring this episode. Thank you, Fridays. Thank you, Fridays. If you're hungry, go to your local TGI Fridays. Hungry no more after you leave TGI Fridays. Yeah. Melissa says, are you guys actually sponsored? At the beginning of the ep, it seemed like you were, but at the end, I thought maybe you were joking, question mark. I can't tell. Well, Melissa, we have sponsors lined up 
for all infinity of the episodes. We have infinity sponsors lined up, so... So, that answers your question. She also put in a GIF. I'm going to GIF. paste it in GIF. Paste it MV thing right now. Oh, it's... What's his name? Drinking a, a Corona. She says, hoping this is from one of the movies because I googled Fast and Furious Corona GIF. Yes, it is absolutely... I for, what is his name? Shit, I forget his name already. It's from the first movie, though. Yeah, I know, but what's his name? What's his character's name? Uh... Shit. Uh, yeah. Uh, because he's, he's the one that doesn't come back. Or he comes back for one movie. He's like in five. Vince. Not Vince. Vince. It's Vince. Yeah, it is Vince. You have Jesse, Vince, Brian. Yeah, it's Vince. Last email, also from Melissa. Okay. The subject line, Mel's Fast and Furious Rankings. Mel's? Yeah. Oh, she's Melissa. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. M-E-L apostrophe S. Apparently, yeah. So here's her rankings from the bottom up. Okay. Number two, Fast and Furious. Number one, Too Fast, Too Furious. Oh, she hates the first two? She, she, no, she wrote, that's all I've seen, and I barely remember either of them. Hopefully we can still be friends. <laughs> yeah, we can still be friends. Hopefully we inspire you to, like, watch them again. Give them another shot, man. They're, they're fun. Like, watch them kind of drunk or something, you know what I mean? Like, put them on in the background while you're, like, doing house stuff, you know? Like, it's not yep. a movie you need to really pay attention to, so just, like, watch it randomly. And I bet you'll find more fun in it than you think you will did then she put in the email this picture i put into discord it's too slow too curious it's a bunch of sloths instead of the people from too fast and furious and the tagline oh that's really cool how tedious do you like it that's this is an awesome picture i like to i actually sent you and resident historian mike manzi fast (laughs) fast and furious nine fake photoshop movie poster yep that was just the search for monica and it just had um ja rule on the front of it and yeah. that made me really happy too so yeah if you guys have some wacky fast and furious memes or like fake movie posters send those along i they're, they're really enjoyable for me and i had never seen this sloth one so thank you melissa this is awesome family at cageclub.me as you have found on today's episode we will read anything on air guest cars badly apparently <laughs> This game is really hard with Joey's descriptions. Do you know how many times I had to stop myself from saying, it's gray? Yeah, the color of it, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I wanted to say it's gray so many times, and I realized, that's not helpful at all. No, yeah, a lot of things you said was unhelpful. Yeah, we'll continue playing this game, though. I would, I would suggest to try to keep it pretty on the straight and narrow, because this is going to be a really long game if you give any, like, really random-ass cars out there. So we have we actually have one other email I'm going to read right now. As we were recording this episode, Zack Attack superfan Jenny McMullen sent us two emails. As we were recording this episode? She sent us two emails, yes. Wow, okay, cool. So... For Fast 2, for two Family? Two, like, the so, family No, she email? sent it to Zack Attack. So here's so here's the thing. The one email, she sent one email that's really long, and then one that she's sort of like an addendum that she forgot to mention in the first email. So okay. the long email she wrote, she explained why she was emailing Zack Attack, and then she talked about all three of our shows. I'm going to okay. read it on next episode, on the Magic Mike's episode, because it's, it's more so about Channing than either Gosling or the Cars. Okay, so cool. we're going to do that on that one. Makes sense. Yeah. Tonight, though, I'm going to read the other email, the follow-up email she sent. Okay. Perfect, Perfect for what we were just talking about. Subject line of the email, GIF. GIF. Jenny says, hi, guys. I just remembered this, so sending a separate email about it when pronouncing GIF or G-I-F or G-I-F. I use the, quote, hard G pronunciation. Which is just wrong. Like the first word in graphics interchange format, although both are deemed correct in some dictionaries. 
Sorry, yes. Joe. I agree with Joey on this one. Later, Jenny. So, back to our story, though. You can agree with Joey, but the founders of the format that have created it have stated out of their own mouths that when they made it, they pronounce it as Jif, as in Jiffy Peanut Butter, with a J sound, or like a very soft G, not a hard G like GIF. They have already cleared this up. However... So the argument that you use GIF is fine, and I get that some people do that, but it is wrong. And that's that's totally fine. Counterpoint is, once you create something, as an artist, as a developer, as a designer, once you create something and put it out into the world, you no longer have control over it. So they can say all they want that it's GIF. Very true. But if yes. the people say it's GIF, the people are right. You have a very valid point, and language does change and evolve. I'm just saying, very early on, like, I am an interneter from the get, right? Like, this is like, I am a nerd that grew up in this era. Oh, shit, you've been using the internet since 1995? You remember yes. those memes? Like, you know, I've been on the internet for eight years, like, back in, like, 2003 or whatever, like... Exactly, whoa, yeah. we're dealing with somebody big here. Yeah, exactly, right? When this came out, we knew it as GIF. And then it wasn't until, like, Reddit came around that there was even an option to call it something else. Like, when more people had evolved and come into, like, internet culture, then it became a possibility to even say GIF. It was always GIF for us forever before this. And then a bunch of people came in and changed it. And it's like, no, like, let's hold fast to the old way, the original intent. I will be in a stronghold of calling it GIF forever until my children tell me that I'm wrong, and I'll still tell them this story. I fell asleep like 10 minutes ago. Sorry. You should post a GIF of yourself sleeping. I respect your opinion. The truth. I deem that it is incorrect. But it's the truth. Like, you can't argue with it. Like, are you just trying to, like, trump me out of the fucking... Like, that's fine. But, like, the real thing is GIF. It is. They've said it. A lot of people are saying it's GIF. All the best people are saying it's GIF. Yeah, trust me. I know it. You know it. Everyone knows it. It's GIF, and they're going to pay for it. Okay. (laughs) That's... Thank you. That was perfect. The last thing that we're going to do on this show before we wrap up is, as we've alluded to, as we've mentioned a couple times on this show, Joe and I have four podcasts. The last thing we recorded was our episode of Boyfriend Material, the first episode of Boyfriend Material. Yeah, the La La Land For a little film named La La Land. Yep, sorry to ruin that for you. I do genuinely think it is one of the best episodes that Joe and I have ever recorded. You do? I do. Really? Yep. It was a pretty good one. We were pretty solid. I liked it. Uh, I would say go check that out. Even if you don't like musicals, if you don't like La La Land, if you don't like Ryan Gosling, I mean, but also, who doesn't like Ryan Gosling? We cover a lot of it. We got deep. We got real deep. We dug deep into La La Land and, and you know, a whole bunch of, like, just about the movie and shit. It was fun. So I, I really enjoyed recording it. I have a little bit different perspective on La La Land now. Hopefully cool. Joey does, too. The next thing Joe and I are going to record is the episode of Magic Mike's Episode 2 for the film War of the Worlds, in which yeah, Channing Tatum right. is uncredited, so we do not know where he is in this movie, if we'll even be able to see him. True. Come back in 10 days on cageclub.me for that episode. Also, you're only one episode behind of that, so go check out the first episode, Coach Carter, catch up, be ready. Yeah, check him out, man. I think we have, we're having fun making stuff. Apparently, some people do listen. To, like, I randomly get messages that people are listening to these, which yeah. I never imagined that they are. In my head, we literally record it. 
I get it from Joey after he does all of the magnificent editing that he does. <laughs> and then I'm the only person that listens to it, and whoever's sitting next to me while I'm forcing them to listen to it are the only people that listen to these. To hear anybody else listens to them is always, like, a, a very bright spot in my day. So Wait, so what did guys. Maria think of Boyfriend Material? I don't really know. We kind of, like, we're talking about... She had never seen La La Land. Whoa, okay. She, yeah. Being part of my family and and very, very close to me personality-wise, she listened to the episode of Boyfriend Material and says now she has no reason to ever see La La Land because she knows she would hate it for the same reasons that I do. Well, that's fair. But um, she seemed to enjoy the podcast. I mean, we were mostly talking about the movie, and she said she had never seen it. And when, as I was describing it and talking through the movie, she's like, oh, God, this sounds horrible. And I was like, <laughs> well, yeah. And well, so, you're wrong, but that's fine. Thank you, Maria. Coming from Mr. Fucking Can't Even Pronounce a Three-Letter Word the Right Way. He thinks you're wrong. Sure. <laughs> For all things that Joe and I have recorded, all things on our network, you can go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash cageclub, or at cageclubpod on Twitter. You can find our four podcasts, Boyfriend Material, Magic Mike's, Too Fast, Too Forever, and Zack Attack, as well as all the other shows on our network at all those places, wherever you get podcasts. You can email us, family at cageclub.me. Send us emails, picks. Things did not go well tonight, and I feel we were set up for success. Yeah, you were really stoked thinking, I, I thought we were going to, like, you know, three guests bang this out. Dude, it's super difficult. <laughs> Apparently, okay. We're going to keep trying. We're not going to. We're not going to ditch this segment. Send us car picks. We have to do like country of origin, like a spelling bee at the beginning or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Like I think that will be a good start. Like country of origin. Use it in a sentence. So like, here's what we should do. I think we could change it to like I describe it, and then you get five like yes or no questions. Oh, okay. That's a really yeah. Okay, I like that. And then from there, you get, like, three guesses. What's the one in Bill and Ted's when he's like, are you, let's play ten questions. Are you a element? Oh. Are you a tank? Damn it. And that was it. Like, that's the whole. Yeah. It's, are you an element? Are you a tank? Right? That's, like, my favorite. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so go listen to Keanu Club on Cage Club Podcast Network. Uh, we covered those. Yeah, I was trying to alley-oop you for that one. So good. Well, thank you. You're and welcome. I slammed it home. CageClub.me, Facebook.com slash CageClub, at CageClubPod on Twitter, family at CageClub.me. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe too. We'll see you next time on Too Fast, Too Forever. Too fast, too furious. I'm too fast for y'all, man. Too fast, too furious. I'm too fast for y'all. Oh, you just came home from doing a bid. Tell me what you gonna do.